Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, you're home. Hi, Arvid. Hey, Doc. You brought an interesting friend with you. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is Lex. Hi, I'm Lex, and pleasure. I. It's I think the pleasure is all mine. The energy stops flowing, and you feel yourself crumple to the ground. Perseus rushes to you. You know, this is my very best friend in the whole world, Perseus, and I just kind of like stroke his back and say like it's okay it's okay i'm okay lay with perseus and this man in the in the alleyway for quite a while until you hear footsteps walking up the the alleyway you look to the side and you see arvid and he picks you up and walks back with you to his office We'll, um, get you cleaned up here. I told you I'd see you later. That you did. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. With me today is Carla Maxted. That is me. Also with me, Tom Laird. C'est moi. And joining us for no particular reason, taking the spot of Amy tonight, is Rev from The Crit Show. I'm lost and wandered into the room. (laughs) Welcome, Rev. (laughs) We thought we'd take advantage of him being lost. (laughs) Yep. This is a comfy seat next to Russ, though, I have to admit. Isn't it? Yeah. (sighs) She gets the better seat. So you're you're welcome. I mean, you didn't have to put on Amy's pink robe, but it looks great. <laughs> I, you know, if it's soft like this, I just mm-hmm. I can't resist. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. Where we have lots of fun and do lots of cool things is over on Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, where after this episode today and after every episode, we talk about the episode that we just played in a Dungeons Downtime, and that's for patrons at $5 up. But also when you're a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you, like today's patron, Matthew-Undead. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. What a spooky name you have. Right? It starts out so normal. Or what a condition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, you can find out more at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And now, oh, fuck it, let's play D&D. We find our characters. I guess we should say that we're doing something special here today. Last time we saw our, our first character, Lex, Lexington. They were uh, not so good off in an alleyway being carried back to Arvid's office to be fixed back up. 
we join back with Lex and Arvid uh, probably a couple weeks later after some uh, some good R&R, some health recovered. I guess I need to know, am I pretty healthy again? I would say the state of Lex is not 100% because okay. of your condition of, mm-hmm. you know, dealing out health. Uh, you lose health. So I'd say you're probably around 50% of total Lex health. Perfect. Uh, Until which point you're cured. But who knows if that'll happen. It's been a couple weeks, so I'm feeling better. I'm really wondering, like, what the vibe is with Arvid and Lex, because there was some real tension. There was some real flirty energy between the two of them. The door bursts open. Arvid rushes in carrying a a plate of fine baked goods. There's a lemon curd, a sprinkle of icing sugar. He says, "Oh, um, I brought you some breakfast. Thought you might be famished." Oh, Arvid, I am famished. Thank you. You remembered my favorite lemon curd treat. You're so thoughtful. Oh, just stop. Uh, well, you enjoy. Um, we do have to discuss future plans, though. Oh. You did say... Don't don't put the cart before the horse, my dear. Um, we, we. What I was more talking about was your adventure, your journey, your uh, je ne sais quoi, oh, your not- need to spread your wings and f- soar to the mountains, as you so described it the other night. It's very poetical language. Sounds more like something you would say, Arvid. But, um, yeah, so not our future plans, but my future plans to return to the Baldric Mountains. Yes. Find my creator. Deal with him in some sort of way and then get on with my life. In, in a roundabout, succinct sort of way? Yes, that is exactly what I was saying. I, of course, would put a little more color, a little more flair to it, but that is fine. Um, so, that said, it is a long and perilous journey. The two of us could make it, but perhaps you you have others that we could invite. Well, my friends Flint and Thea, I don't want to ask them. We've already said our goodbyes. They're looking for their, their dragon, Donnie, and it just wouldn't be right. Um, I don't know many others. I have Perseus, of course. I'm not sure he is the best rat in the world, but not sure how good he is in a fight. Um, and I did... I met someone on my travels with Flint and Thea. She was... Well, I mean, she's the one that gave me my name. So I feel like we have a... A very special bond. She was very wise. And she did give me a way to communicate with her. So I suppose I could ask. Well, which way did she give to communicate with you? She gave me this. And then I rummage in my stuff and pull out a rock. She called it a sending note. So if I crush this... I don't know if I then speak to her or I summon her or 
the details are a little hazy. Of I did course. almost die just it's, two weeks ago. It's uh, from the sounds of it, it's likely a message that you can send to send to her. So you would just have to tell her where to meet us. Perhaps along the road to the Paltrick yes. Mountains. So you're going to come with me then? I thought that I was the first one, being that I said we too could make the journey, but uh, if you did not want me. I want nothing more than for you to come with me while I literally meet my maker. All right. Well, um, you know what? You work on your message. You send your message and uh, send, send Perseus here with me. See what I can cook up. Hey, how, how attached are you to the fact of Perseus being a rat? Oh, well, huh, what an interesting question, you ask. I love Perseus for his kindness and loyalty. Um, I don't think his being a rat is of particular importance. Great, enough said. And he scoops up the rat and runs out of the room. So I'll leave you to uh, craft your sending your sending message, however you want to do that. Which message is sent to Margaret? Margaret, my name is Lex. We met in the Misty Forest. You named me. Maybe you remember? I'm going on an adventure to find my creator. And if you're not busy, it would be great if you could come. Meet me in Silvery Moon in one week? XO, Lex. You crush the stone and your message is sent to Margaret, who is where at this moment? Uh, right now, she is outside pulling her mace out of a, uh, a werewolf. Margaret's such a badass. <laughs> um, so as you, as you, you know, you pull the bones crunch, the flesh and blood fly this message as if from nowhere enters your mind that you are needed in silvery moon oh hello oh interesting well i could go for a little walkabout we see margaret in her betty white fashion tidy everything up put away her weapons and head out on the road to silvery moon we cut through a series of montage type things. Uh, we pick it back up with Arvid in his lab. There's beakers bubbling. There's fires going. There's incense burning throughout. Uh, Perseus the rat is in a uh, confinement of sorts. And he's casting a, a very nondescript spell. He waves his hands, smoke billows up and out, and before us we see a halfling in the place of Perseus. Tom, if you could describe your character. He is a kind of an olive tone skin color halfling. He's, uh, you know, a little bit on the tall side for a halfling, but not super duper he has like a long ass ponytail in the back and a bit of a bald top of his head so he's really mm -hmm. rocking like that aging hippie look mm -hmm. 
we see Arvid standing before Perseus, just clapping his hands to himself as um, the con- probably confused once was rat, now halfling, is getting used to his new body, I presume. At that moment, Lex enters the room. Hey, um, Arvid, I was just wondering if there was any more Look, of those I lemon curd. I did it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you had company. No, um, no, 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 no. This is your friend. This is your rat. This my- is Perseus. Perseus. Lex, it's me, Perseus. Per- Perseus? Yeah, it's me. He made me into a, a person. I did oh, it. My- Arvid, oh, L- Perseus, I don't even... How? How? Can you probably can't even explain. I have, I have no idea. Magic. We live in a world of magic and fantasy. We can do whatever we wish. He just keeps saying magic over and over, so I guess we have to believe him. <laughs> That's all I know about magic, so sounds right to me. How do you how do you feel? Do you feel okay? I feel really tall. You are so much taller than you were before. I mean, he's like, still probably like half my height. <laughs> things that looked really big before now look really small, and I'm here for it. That's, I'm so happy. Could I, can I hug you? Is that okay? I'm so happy to be able to talk to you. I mean, I've always talked to you, but to have you be able to talk back is really new and wonderful. Yeah, I mean, uh, bring it in, big guy. So I crouch over and give him a big hug. Oh, it's like bringing family together. This is just so exciting. We are like family. Perseus is my very best friend in the whole world. Yeah, I mean, we were we were together a long time in in rat years. So I don't know how long it was in normal years, but it's a long time. Now, one thing we must discuss here, Perseus, as he hands you clothes to put on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) is I've imbued you with some magics, and we'll discuss that on the road. Don't worry about it. Totally fine. Might have had to make a pact with a fiend. On our way! What's, What's that mean? We cut to the three of them on the road at the gates of Silvery Moon as we see the silhouette of one Margaret Broadcloak standing there, waiting, unknown how fast she she ran. It's that aged speed walking. It is. It's all those <laughs> malls she walks around. Yeah, it gets yeah. a lot of practice She's in the mall. She's just got this really good technique, and she just really motors. Uh, but you see Margaret standing ahead of you at the gates of Silvery Moon. <gasps> she came, Arvid, she came. Margaret! Well, Lexington, how are you? Oh, well... It's been a busy, it's been a busy few weeks. We, we made it to Waterdeep. My friends still haven't found their, their dragon friend. I died. My friend Arvid saved me. My best friend, a rat, is now a halfling. No, that's me. He means me. Oh, yes, that's definitely a busy couple of, uh, couple of weeks then. And yourself? Oh, not bad. Just roaming around, doing what I can. I Thought I'd uh, head on over here once I got your message. This is a beautiful city. I haven't been here for very long, but it's uh, got some very nice eateries, if you're interested. 
Yes, I think it's a very high class city. Only the is there is there a lot of good people. cheese? You know what? There is. That was the first thing I passed by. Ooh, I'd like me some of that. We'll stop and get some. Hi, I'm Yusuf Dal, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country, like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Margaret, I'm so happy you came. Thank you so much. I, It's hard to explain in just this brief note, but I was created in the Baldrick Mountains. I escaped, and now I want to go find the man that created me. For some answers. And maybe some vengeance? Oh. And cheese. Well, I can definitely get behind the vengeance idea. Um, wow, so you were created by someone. Yes, so I'm usually quite tight-lipped about this, or I have been, because I do have a bit of a monstrous appearance, and people are quite frightened of me often. But my friend Arvid here, in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a bit, and he's helped me see that you know, I can open up to people a little bit more. So, um, the short answer is that I'm a, an amalgamation of the parts of other human and humanoid creatures. And then I somehow got brought back to life as me, but with all of these various components. Interesting. That's why I didn't know what my name was when we met, or I had that long list of names. Yes. Oh, that list was really long. Well, before we set out, I, I do want to say that 
that's a whole lot of information to take in. And I've spent a good chunk of my life hunting down monsters. And I know I've only known you for a little while, Lex, but I saw how you defended those people in the forest. So when we go out on this adventure, whatever it is that you learn, just remember that you are who you've become, not whatever this person made you as. I've hunted monsters and you're not one. I think Lex is just like frozen. This is like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to him. Maybe if if his tear ducts are attached, maybe a single tear comes down his face. I don't know. <laughs> yes, That's... I made sure to reattach those uh, after. <laughs> Thank Arvid. You're so thoughtful. You're so thoughtful. Thank you, Margaret. That that really means a lot to me. I was a little afraid of what I was going to discover about myself. Yes, it could be a lot, but it doesn't change what you've done since you've left. But on the other hand, it doesn't change the things we may do to this person if we find them. That can be kind of monstrous. <laughs> so, to the cheese shop? Ooh, yes, please. We cut through another series of montage scenes. Tom, where is the first one that we see on this road towards the Baldrick Mountains? Uh, we are crossing over a like single file rope bridge over a river. The river's crashing below and you're swaying back and forth. There are apes, actual apes, not the weird baboon-like apes that you fought previously with Margaret, kind of standing, staring at you, some of them throwing small stones out towards you on the bridge, as if taunting you, and perhaps hoping that you fall into the water. And you make it across safely. Rev, what's the next scene we see? The next scene is everyone at a campfire and Perseus holding a weapon and Lex and Margaret trying to teach him how to use it. So I, so, so I don't grab the, the pointy end. Yes. Does this feel natural to you? Does this feel like what you what you want to handle or? I mean, I, I like the size of it. It fits nicely in my hand, so that's good. Well, that's a start. Okay, so I'm going to come for you. Do you feel ready? Uh, or is it another hug? <laughs> no, we're going to do, we're going to try some of the moves we've been talking about. Oh, okay, the moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, I'm ready. Here I come, and I sort of like parry with a with a small rapier and just see if he's... How he's handling his weapon. So, Lex, you're coming at Perseus. Perseus is defending himself. Yes. Okay. That's, that's, sorry, that's how the scene is playing out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Lex, attack roll. Uh, Perseus, that's probably a dexterity check. Okay. I mean, I'm coming in pretty soft because, you know, with it's ad- my with advantage, Perseus. Okay. I will go with the first one. It was much better. <laughs> okay, what do you get? 14 for me. 
and I'm doing a straight attack roll. Straight attack roll. 22. <laughs> oh, okay. Des- okay, describe to me how you take down or subdue the unawares Perseus. Describe, well, I feel describe like- your kill. <laughs> <laughs> how do you gut your I feel new like friend? I'm coming in um, with my weapon, and I see, like, I can tell that he is totally not ready for this attack. Um, the training isn't going as well as I thought, maybe. So I try and kind of pull it back, but then kind of trip and then land on him. So I don't actually hit him with my weapon so much as my huge body just lands on his small one. Arvid sees this from across the campfire. He's like, I I told you that he's not going to be great with weapons. Um, that thing I mentioned about the dark magics and the fiend and stuff. Yeah, let's let's maybe work on that. Just try and think of something to conjure up there, Perseus. Okay, um, do you have any suggestions? Oh gosh, I don't know. I haven't looked at your spells list. <laughs> it's a little inside baseball there. <laughs> um, I mean, if it helps, if you want to keep working with that that sword, just. Think of it like a hug, but then on the on the last part of the hug, just put the blade in their back. That's oh right. Yes, do that. But also, maybe... Uh, per- Lex, you come at Perseus again, but this time, Perseus, instead of trying to touch, stand your ground and, and say, just focus on pushing Lex away. Uh, okay. Okay, ready? And then maybe... Say a word with it. Something that's just whatever moves you. Okay. Here it comes, buddy. Here I come. Oh. Well, that was much gentler. It's a 14. I say, Blah, don't hurt me. And I throw a beam of crackling energy towards Lex. I missed. But I, I'm sure I missed. It was an 11, but I threw it anyway. Uh, do you do Eldritch <laughs> Blast? Yeah. Uh, yeah, perfect. Um, so, I mean, what's your AC there, Tom? Oh, 14. Yeah, meets it beats. So, uh, again, Lex comes in, but this crackling beam of energy shoots out and scr- strikes into a tree as Lex dodges around it and then subdues you again. Well, that was um, that was closer. I was thinking more of like... I don't know, stunning them, but that's cool too. We'll work on it on the way. I thought that was amazing. What? How did you do that? You could? Uh, could you do that while you were a rat? Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think so. Arvid, was that in me all along? Ah, uh, the the yes, it was inside of you. Oh, cool. Yeah, it just held within your rat form, released by a dark one. And never to be talked about in this way again for a little while. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Uh, Carla, what's the next scene we see? Maybe we are coming through like a very small village. So um, a, a provincial sort of town that maybe is a bit unaccustomed to our ragtag kind of crew. Or maybe not. I don't know their lives. Uh, you've entered the the tiny village of Hammersforth. And you're nearing the end of your journey. You're aiming to get in the vicinity of the Baldric Mountains. 
um, and you're getting odd looks as you pass through. Um, you, you are, a, for lack of a better term, a unique adventuring group, what with a Frankensteinish monster, a small halfling, an old lady, and Arvid, who need not describe himself. Who's just an otherworldly creature. Who's just <laughs> otherworldly creature. He's he's glancing at people as he walks by and says, is, uh, he's doing a good job here. Never heard of this city before, but am I doing good speaking with the regular folk? Yes. Margaret, I don't feel like any of the rest of us are qualified to answer that question. He was well, a rat and I'm a creation, so... What's a regular folk? Exactly. Exactly, my good friend. Um, let's see if they will give us food and board for saving their village. Do we need to what do that? You said that with their... a question mark. Did we... Are we pretending? Are we going to go... Do we have to go do something now? No, I... I've got, I've got money. Oh. I mean, sure, we could spend money. No, I mean, we could go out and adventure. I think it, it might do... Mm. Uh, Percy has some good to get a few more blasts off before we uh, get to the mountain. Um, you go and uh, Arvid seems, uh, he seems okay with this. And then you ask around the village and um, there is a, they do have a problem off and to the east. Somebody roll me a D100 percentile dice. Okay. One hundred. Seriously? Yeah. What? It's <laughs> a so one and two zeros. This becomes the adventure today now because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually what you put you at one hundred do doesn't. No, that's fine. Usually, what you put at one hundred, you'd never expect it to actually come to. No, it's this is the this is two crazy rolls. <laughs> this makes no sense. Sorry, guys. I'm going to be the Amy roller tonight after that <laughs> yep. one good, amazing, what creature are we going to defend Hammersmith from or Hammersforth from? Used up all my mojo. They tell you of a tale of a ghost haunting this town. And they say that the rumor is that it lives up in the coal mine not too far from Hammersforth and frequently comes down and, well, not only terrifies villagers, um, but does so much so that it it kills them, stops them in their tracks. And it does this um, every third full moon, which happens to be tomorrow. I have an idea. Okay. Because we must be near the Baldrick Mountains or probably in the foothills or near the base of the Baldrick Absolutely. Mountains. What if we go and talk to the ghost? Okay. The one that scares people to death. Uh-huh. Okay, perfect. I have an idea. I'd like to... I feel a sort of kinship hearing about this ghost and I want to speak to him. But I understand... That he does frighten people to death. So perhaps I should just go, or I don't want to force you to do this, but I feel like I might be able to help resolve this. 
I think we should go with you. Perhaps if we go today before the full moon. I mean, you're right. Sometimes monsters, uh, creatures of the night, they're, they've got a curse. They've got a connection here that they can't get rid of. So it may be something that you can figure out and help with as opposed to us trying to destroy it. Anywhere you go, Lex, I'm right there with you. I mean, you are the reason that we're here, so if we let you wander off by yourself to get yourself killed, well, we can just all go home, but that would not be very satisfying. I'd be super sad, too. That, too. Very sad, because we have become so dear to each other. Oh, that reminds me. Do you happen to know the name of your creator, just in case something does happen to you? I assume the rest of us would sure love to take vengeance for you. I I don't. I left in a hurry, let's say, so I know I can make my way back, but I wasn't really in my right mind and able to figure out who he was. I'm hoping I can just find, sort of reverse the way I left and get mm. back to where, where he was. Oh, that's fair. The four of you head off to the coal mine, and it's a spooky coal mine. There are cobwebs and overgrown. It looks like it hasn't been uh, hasn't been utilized in quite some time. Uh, but you find your way through the overgrown path to the mouth of the coal mine, and you hear like a, a soft, breathy <sighs> emanating deep from within. Granger, is that you? Welcome to the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And now Amy with the breakdown. We're here in the middle and I want you to know that I love you so much. Please don't ever go. Wicky wicky. That was really good. Wow. That was really good. Off the cuff. I swear there to God. There have been many times. We have a one of us has attempted to rap in the middle. <laughs> and it's gone very bad. And it's rap. rhymed every time. And it, hasn't, it, it hasn't gone great before. And at that time it rhymed, and it was very throwbacky, and I and liked it. And it was from it. the heart, which it I was. appreciated. It, it was. was from the heart. It, it was, was love nice. motivated. I like clean raps. I think That's right. Will Smith. It was a Will Smith rap for you. That's right. right. I think it was so full of love because you're not in this episode, so that you have to inject yourself so right. uh, immensely into this part. Yes. Just to make All it right, feel well, like you take were over there the rest. Was it weird the- listening <laughs> without the dulcet? Tones of my voice in there. <laughs> Everybody's going to say yes, but we did have Rev. <laughs> I mean, yes. That's true. Rev was back as Margaret. Uh, Rev is amazing. So make sure you go listen to Rev uh, at the Crit Show podcast. He's great. They're great. We uh, Tom and I had a chance to play with more of their crew. They're all fantastic. Super yeah, fantastic. it was super fun. Um, if you go support them on Patreon, um, or if you support us on Patreon, you can listen to the West, the old West train heist. That uh, I got to run for them. It was a heck of a good time. Speaking of Patreon, we'd love for you to come join us over there at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Why? Because we've got a super cool hangout coming up next week. We do. We hang. We're so cool. We just we hang. hang. Just hang. We hang we on hang the first with our Tuesday of every month. We just hang. And you know what we've been doing in those hangs, which is different from previous hangs where we've been, I mean, we still take questions and stuff, but sure. we've been playing those Jackbox games. We sure have. And people are loving it. It's very fun. It's been super fun. It is. Yeah. yeah it's really fun to get to play 
um, those kind of games with people that we don't know that well, because some of our patrons have been with us for a while, but still, we don't spend a lot of time interacting with them. And then we get to hear them be silly and make their own dick jokes and make their own falsely accuse me of being an alien. How dare you? (laughs) Maybe we'll play that. It's very fun. It was fun. It was a it was a fun game. Um, but that's what we're doing. Uh, I mean, it's a tough time to get together with friends, but we want to sure. try and help facilitate some of that. Um, and you can come join us and be part of the community and play some games and, you know, have an hour of just laughs and good times and rust make terrible terrible jokes yeah we all learned we're not good comedians no. which is when put on the spot when we can kind of think it over sure. a little it, bit yeah we're okay yeah in the um pretend you're a stand-up comedian so good genre yeah not great not good not great. Uh, i have not but yet some played of our this game i've got a friend who oh. is an actual stand-up comedian i'm gonna go get some hot tips from him before oh, there we the go. next Ooh, game do it. i'm gonna call him I mean, your tight five yeah i'm gonna say when you're doing Real stand-up comedy, they are not like, here's the start of your joke. Finish it. Finish it with something funny. Finish it and make it good in 30 seconds or less. Exactly. Ben, it's a you've got to hop on the phone and we've got to play this game until we've run through all of the questions that they have. So I know I've got some good <laughs> zingers. Yep. Um, but come join us. That's what we're trying to get at. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. We'd love to see you there to play some games, to have just a moment to just take a breath and have some fun. Uh, so we hope that you're able to do that. And if you're not, of course, that's totally okay. Totally okay. We that's love more you than anyway. okay. We love having you along for the ride. My regardless. rap was still for you, patron or not. Of course. Link is down in the description for Patreon and for Discord. If you can't join us on Patreon, please do join us on Discord because we also have a great community there that is open to the public. Uh, So we'd love to see you in all the places. But now, let's get back to that episode where Lex and Margaret and Perseus are out doing stuff with Arvid. It's the dream team. Okay, bye. 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 Granger, is that you? It it goes a second. And you hear another breathy... Yes. Granger, you don't know me, but... But perhaps you do. Come here, look at me. You feel a... A... A heavy wind kind of pushing it's you hear it first and then it's pushing and dust is coming out and you see an incorporeal luminous form coming out from the coal mine and it rushes out and faces you and you see just a terrifying visage before you Everybody within 60 feet, which is all of you, I do believe, uh, make a wisdom saving throw, please. DC 13. This plan's going to go horribly awry if I uh, just get scared to death and pee in my pants in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Perseus is very much afraid. (laughs) Uh, 18. 18, 17. And what did Perseus get? Uh, 12. Okay, you didn't fail by that much, so you're okay. I actually rolled a 13, but I got a sweet minus one to that whiz, so... 
Okay, Perseus, you are frightened for one minute, but you did not by a fail by five or more, so we don't have to deal with that. Perfect. Um, Perseus, you're the only one who's a, who is afraid, so you have to use any movement to uh, get away from uh, this ghost that you now see in front of you. And it's right in front of you, Lex, because you were the one talking to it, and it's kind of looking back and forth to everyone, and it says, Who are you? Granger, this will sound strange, but part of me is you. And I start to unbutton my shirt. You hear from behind you, Arvid. Oh my. So I I take my shirt off and I am like this huge, broad-shouldered, like strapping upper body. Um like a very strong man who spent maybe a decade or more carrying very heavy things in a coal mine. And you notice a small um, tattoo on my left shoulder. And I say, Granger, it's not my fault, but maybe you can't rest because part of you isn't at rest. Part of you is with me. And I turn to show him the tattoo, because if it's him, then he'll know. It's his bod. He like disperses into a cloud around you and like begins surrounding you and comes up and is like almost looking over your shoulder at this tattoo and everybody else sees this as well. Perseus, I believe you've run off to, into the trees by this point. So yeah, no, yeah, longer. Sure. You you definitely don't see this for at least a minute. And he, the ghost, um, kind of falls back down and away from you. And pauses for a moment and then says, thank you. And you see him kind of wisp and willow away. And there is a bit of luminescence that, that follows out and it's dispersed along the ground. And then all at once, everything lifts up and into a singular form, and then explodes in a giant light, and then is sucked back in on itself. Um, I should say, I look pretty horrific, so, uh, because I'm all, like, sewn together and, like, bits and pieces and Frankenstein-y, um, so I don't know how Margaret reacts to that. Perseus would know that's what I look like. I'm not sure how did I guess Arvid probably knows as well because oh, he was Arvid knows. He was nursing me for weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a moment when the shirt comes off and actually seeing all the the connecting lines and where all the pieces intersect that there's hesitation but it's not different enough from some of the other things that she has encountered that it really hits her in a, in a bad way. I think more so it's seeing it in that ghostly form and also seeing it on you is the thing that, that takes her more. I think, uh, the four of you go, well, the three of you go find Perseus and then head back towards hammers forth. Um, and we see a scene of 
uh, disbelief followed by rejoice after the next day the ghostly figure does not come to the village and cheers echo through the valley that surrounds this town and then we cut to another city the sign of the city says Glickfast and this is at the base of the Baldrick Mountains you have seen it walking up to this town Um, Lex as you enter you begin to get a feeling that you remember being here more than just you know the, the flashing memories that you've had of of you know the pieces of you the people that make you but you as in your current form have been in this town my friends I we are we are so close I was here I came through this place when I departed where I was created so I don't know. I mean, it's possible we could see my creator here, or at least he was very near to here. And you hear a voice, Lex. I mean, all of you hear it. Um, The the other three of you, uh, it kind of just blends in with the crowd. But Lex, it stands out to you as a, a voice that cuts through and anchors you in this place. It's a higher-pitched tone. You look over and you see a familiar face. And you are reminded of a kobold whose name is Marvin Dundlefoot. He's passing between people in this village of Glickfast, saying, Hey, hey, I could get you a sweet deal. Just, Just look at this watch here. I can get you any number of these things. And as you kind of focus on him, he has a feeling that somebody's watching him. He looks over and he sees you, and then you see a look of panic in his eyes. And he says, I, I, I will, uh, I, 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 I'll say that later. And he bolts down the street. We've got to follow that kobold. And I chase him. Yeah, follow. Everybody runs off chasing down the kobold as we sweep up on the panoramic view of Glickfast at the base of the Baldrick Mountains. The music and sound effects from today's episode can be found at epidemicsound.com. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Christian Brown, Creighton's Raven, Devin Michaels, Gabriel Lynch, Jacob Madden, Joshua Dixon, Cat Waterflame, and Stevie. Find out more about becoming a patron by visiting us at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, where you can have access to exclusive bonus episodes, including a Patreon-exclusive podcast, early access to our sister podcast Facing Fate, contributing in-game NPCs and magic items, as well as joining us for live stream hangouts throughout the month. Patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. Hope to see you over there. Have a great week. Be safe. And we'll talk soon. Um, so message. Ready for it? I'm unprepared. So here it comes.
it's the best way to leave a very important send a very important message. We can take it a couple times if you need to, but you you do you. <laughs> Is this thing on? How does it work? And that's tap, the whole tap, message. Tap. That, yeah. Yeah. End of <laughs> message. M- Margaret, are we live? M- Margaret, can you hear me, Margaret? And I start to. Which part? Wait, <clears throat> are, you're gonna you're gonna tell us. I'm gonna get there. Okay gonna get bad before it gets better i realize now when you just said which part dungeons and dragons is a dumb dragons production the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish the first thing you need to know about the vegas sci-fi adventure podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story you are stepping into a world And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers. And these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals. Or, as they would call it, cleansing. 400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been, and likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. An explosive encounter with a terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all. Life, limb, and love to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this. Check out Vega, a sci-fi adventure podcast, anywhere you listen to them, because baby, I'm just getting started. <laughs>